I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Okay, but now we are recording. Oh, hello. Or hello. Oh, you're eating that mic again. <laughs> I said oh, it to you last night, too. <laughs> That's better. But why do you gotta look? Okay. Look like is you're this better? That is better. Now you sound therapeutic. Oh, good. <laughs> Let us delve in. I am Red D. So you gotta love a scene opening with some dramatic cinematography. Snape is berating the boys from behind a newspaper with a headline about the flying car mystifying muggles. Um, question though, like, why did Filch take them to Snape? Like, yeah, in, in the book, Snape is the one that finds them. So, okay, like that makes sense. Oh, okay. And, like they're like peeping through the window, and they like notice Gilderoy, and then they're like, "Where's Snape?" And then he says, "From oh, I bet he got sacked shit. or something." Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That why was just a weird Filch? choice to me. Like, why, why Filch, Filch? Why did you? Why? Okay, um, weird flex, but like, live your dreams. They, they kind of do do like a insinuation that he is in charge of discipline, right? But why? Again, but why is he keep your keys? Why is <laughs> why is a you know. Ground. I mean, what it even that? comes up in the dialogue, like, I assure you that were you in Slytherin House and your fate rested with me, like, he's blatantly admitting, like, I am not the one that's going to discipline you for this. So why is, I don't know, that was a weird choice, other than, I think, just to realign it with the book, so that it was, you know, Snape sticking his nose where it didn't belong and Dumbledore mm-hmm. putting him in his place. Maybe that's, anyway... Anyway, I did um, notice um, I had something right away too about the evening prophet. Yes. Never noticed that in my life. It says the evening oh, really? prophet. <laughs> I just saw a newspaper and I saw the, I think I thought, in the path I've just gone, oh, cool, look at the flying car. I never noticed anything else about it. And now I saw the evening prophet. And then it said the flocking to Lockhart signing articles beneath it. Yeah, it's, like, it's a cute little, uh, It was. it's a well done prop. Yeah. But Snape, however, I just wrote so dramatic here. I mean, we stand a drama queen. He's always been a drama queen. I don't think he... In the movies more so, yeah. I don't know. I think he is in the books, too. I, like, I think the older I've gotten, I understand him. He was just trying to be like... (laughs) He's smart, just trying to do his shit. But, you know, what people pick on him, and he cannot handle it, okay? Like, he stands up for himself, and he goes off and, you know, curses people and shit. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, the movies, he's very up in your face. I don't know. I I wrote, he's almost pouty here. That just makes me think of that meme that's, like, growing up, I thought, I was a princess. <laughs> I thought it was Cinderella, reality, but I'm a stepmom. <laughs> I, right, I'm Lady Tremaine <laughs> sitting in bed with Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with you. He's being like super over the top here. Um, like after some veiled threats to the boys that... I almost think he's enjoying a little too much, which anytime he gets to reprimand Harry, he's enjoying it a little too much. 
And he's just like, it's just an odd, okay, because we have talked about already in this podcast about like people when they're up above somebody looking down. He's sitting down, which I thought was a weird choice at first. Like he's like pissed off that they're standing up or whatever. But then he does this creepy crawl around thing, crawl around the table to then <laughs> tower over them. I'm like, oh, okay. Don't love this. Also, I wrote a quiet note. I said, I'm sorry, did his hair change between like when he's first sitting to when he's standing? Oh, I thought you meant between the movies. I didn't notice a change in between seated and standing. It's like almost, it's as a short-haired person, it's like almost um, curled down when he's sitting. Then all of a sudden he stands up, it's flippied out. I'm like, I don't want to look like it was. That might be something. He goes on a hair heady. journey in these movies. <laughs> yes, as we all do in our emo So phases. many wigs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, after all of that, we hear Dumbledore's voice from the doorway. Before we go too far into the rest of the scene like um i gotta say it's snape's office delivered i like it it's creepy it's appropriate have, my last note is i'm sorry also this office is a hot mess it's a hot mess it's the cool things I like about it are like yes all of the like weird pickled whatever things in jars lining the walls i love the chemistry set that's behind the boys um, we know from other canon that alchemy is a class that is taught to like upper level newt students. Um, and that kind of made me think of that, that maybe he was prepping for an alchemy course. Okay. Um, I thought that that was really cute. Um, a lot of details in his office alone. Yeah. The like lettering like, over the archway and that's what I was just going to say. Like there's this weird unidentifiable language on the arches that's, like, to be honest, is a little bit Lord of the Rings for me. <laughs> oh, now we like Lord of the Rings. Oh, well, oh, weird. Uh, I okay. didn't, wow. I wasn't necessarily saying wow. that as a compliment. But, well, <laughs> but uh, we're ending this sure. podcast. Goodbye. This is a really good, this is a good episode. Bye now. Bye forever. Yeah. All right. Back to, back to this, back to this. Right. So Dumbledore does his thing, putting Snapey Poo in his place in a, in his little quiet but stern manner, which I have to say is something that I think Richard manages pretty flawlessly yeah. that I don't think Michael ever quite got the hang of. Correct. So uh, Ron is sure the boys are going to be expelled when he realizes their fate lies with Professor McGonagall, mm -hmm. but she surprises both of them with nothing more than detention and a strong scolding. Um, I have to say it's a bit hard to imagine the Ministry not getting involved here. Like, they sent Harry a warning for a charm that he didn't even cast back at Privet Drive, like, a few days ago, mm -hmm. but have nothing to say about two underage wizards flying an enchanted car across the country. Again, I feel like... Sorry, not to say again. We've never talked about this. What I... Sorry. In my mind, what I have justified this with was um, when you're underage, you perform magic in front of mugg muggles like that, it's an automated like a system just churns out hey we detected this here's a letter this is what you get and it was probably in his file and just like tucked away but then as we later find out cornelius fudge says like we kind of always turn a blind eye to harry because you know we want him to be like our poster boy someday right and i know fudge always gives dumbledore or always gave dumbledore a lot of leeway in terms of running the school and discipline among the students go. but this does seem a little bit excessive like what does it say? You were spotted by no spotted by no less than six. Shouldn't that be no fewer? Anyway, um, then six muggles. Well, okay, so they had to send obliviate obliviators out to six different locations. 
which is a surprisingly low amount <laughs> considering right, it not... was a flying car at a busy train station you know yeah it's uh, it's suspect but not completely outlandish i suppose i guess well, looking back, like there we were said probably things that like the growing up in a small town there were probably things that the police let kids get away with mm -hmm. because it was just like uh whatever we'll let the school take care of it when they realistically could have been charged for shit well and like we said too before is like actually in the book that they were invisible when they first took off which makes That's sense why it's too. not that many whereas in this in this movie version it's like nah it's more than six y'all <laughs> like yeah. no, no we saw how crowded that street was when they were first walking in like that's way more than six but literally sure. took off from central london <laughs> okay great thank you no i think they're going off i'm sure that's accurate to the book as the book said six muggles or whatever okay that's true yeah so next we cut to a sweeping shot of hogwarts castle <laughs> looking out of the black lake and yeah. we pan all the way into one of the greenhouses. Which I have a note that says, ah, yes, the famous miles of greenhouses at Hogwarts. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, we don't see, like, we've talked about this castle changes so many fucking times that, like, uh, when it was panning over, I'm like, I think I counted, I counted nine, nine greenhouses that we pan over. Right. That just appear. They're I just always like... there. Right, they're, and they're always different. We don't see them all that often. They're in herbology a lot more frequently in the books than they are in the movies. I, d I did write that too. I said, oh, we never see herbology again. That kind of sucks. Um, I did say that I did like the details, though, that they did. So they're panning over these, like, like I said, like miles of fucking greenhouses that we've never seen before. But they are kind of cool in the detail. Did you see that the detail at the top of each um, greenhouse? There's a dragon. No, I didn't. There's a what? Shut up. Oh my god. I could hear it when I fucking said it. God damn it. Alright, well, we are coming right back to the episode if you haven't listened to it where I cannot say the word dragon. Um, dragon. That's what I said. Dragon. <laughs> so, yeah, no. It comes over the top and there's like all these greenhouses and each one like towards a beam has a dragon facing down that comes down like the top of a beam and it's got a little open mouth at the bottom of it. And then one of them, one of the ones that we zoom into where the kids actually are and has a big giant branch coming out of the top of the greenhouse that's like snuck out of a top window. I noticed that, yeah. That I thought was cool. Just like cool little detail. I'm like, okay, well, I did make them. <laughs> at first I was like, Jesus Christ, that's too many greenhouses. But then when we got closer, I'm like, mm, that's kind of cool. I'm not mad at it. I like them. I would like to visit the greenhouses. I don't think I would like herbology. I just don't have plants. Everybody's like, you should get plants for your apartment. I'm like, no. No, thanks. I have, I don't want any responsibility. You don't understand. I like <laughs> barely pull myself out of bed in the morning. I do not need to be responsible for anything else that's <laughs> living. Hi, I am enough where I'm a handful on my own i am so much work like i'm sorry until i have a husband to take care of me there's no chance i can take care of a plant or an animal so um we were talking about the restorative draft that one of them needs at the end of the year so very yep. convenient that they happen to be studying it right away yep. um i also always found it a little bit odd because traditionally mandrake is not something associated with healing in any way like hemlock mandrake is a poison in our world um it causes respiratory failure hmm. <laughs> don't ask me why i know that that is a weird fact that you know that. yeah also they're ugly i said also why are we raising killer plants here why? i mean there's a venomous tentactula 
Oh, yeah, good call. They're all kind of dangerous plants. I guess that's kind of the, I mean, kind of the point. <laughs> the thrill. Yes. <laughs> so Malfoy scowls and at um, Hermione's perfect little answer, and mm. Professor Sprout begins her demonstration, repotting the mandrakes. Um, I actually, I have to say, I loved what the team did with this. I thought the mandrakes were appropriately, like, simultaneously cute and creepy. Yeah. And the cry made me want to either bury it or kill it. So, like, mission accomplished. <laughs> it's almost like a gnome. Like, yeah, a gnome? we don't get gnomes in the movie. No. Damn but it kind of reminded me of, like, what a gnome would be, like, <laughs> if it didn't have things sprouting out of its head. Just running right, around, screaming like a little dick. Mm-hmm. So poor Neville passes out during the demonstration, which is something that was added for the movies that to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense because he's meant to be really good at herbology. Right. Um, and I actually like looked into this to, to double check that it wasn't in the books because I didn't think that it was. And I found this whole really dramatic thread about how Neville clearly has PTSD because he also reacts really strongly to the egg in book four and that it probably has to do with the traumatic experience of his parents being tortured into madness and he like heard their screams and so he's has an auditory reaction or a, a harsh reaction to auditory stimuli and I was like that's really aggressively analytic <laughs> <laughs> and yet <laughs> can we just say that like that was a choice. We're just like reinforcing this idea that he's a putz, and it's okay. It is what it is. I was is. gonna say, yeah, for the movie, we're just reinforcing that you know, uh, Seamus likes to blow shit up, and Neville is a classy mutz putz. Right. Like mm -hmm. the other mm -hmm. three guys in Harry and Ron's year have like easily identifiable traits. We yeah. have the like token person of color <laughs> to make sure that we're diverse. Sure. And then we have a kid who blows shit up and a kid who can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, cool. We know who all of those are. People might not even know their names. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the fat kid, the nerd, the jock. Like, right. Oh, there are these lovely archetypes. Oh, that is cute. Yeah. I didn't think about that. It's an interesting choice. Um, oh, but I, I do didn't... love <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, good old Pomona's response when she's like, yes, well, <laughs> just leave him there. <laughs> that's a true teacher it's like i we gotta keep going <laughs> i mean that's me as fog as a teacher like one of the many reasons i never made it through the education program uh, like i just i'm sorry i can't be bothered okay, i have a plan now. i have an outline this doesn't fit into it just leave him there we only have so long yeah You're so in the book perfect. this class is where we first meet justin flinch fletchley finch fletchley i cannot say his last that name that is a justin weird finch fletchley finch fletchley i believe Yes, Finch. I keep saying Flinch. Justin Finch Fletchley. We'll call him Flinchy. That's fine. Flinchy. Yo, JFF. <laughs> Where are you at? It would have been nice. It, like, it would have been a nice little intro given his importance, you know, to the plot later on in the movie. Right. Because otherwise, like, we get to Dueling Club and it's just kind of like, wait, who is this little shit? Like, yes. We like when we just plop characters into the how the movie is going, it's like, that doesn't help. Okay. Like, you could have reinforced this a little bit with just like, oh, yeah, that was the kid from this scene. Right. Thanks. I mean, but take again... out Neville fainting, and we have time <laughs> to introduce Justin. For God's sake. Yeah. Anyway, the class proceeds to rip the baby mandrakes out of their pots <laughs> and transfer them into new ones. Upsetting. I'll go on record and say this would have been my least favorite class. Like, easily, fuck all of that. No, thank you. Not interested. Unsubscribe. 
So I had a weird note this time that I don't think I've ever had before that I think I've always kind of like subconsciously had that I don't think I really like fully delved into and I have to really delve into this, but just I... I don't do any real research for this show. Um, but I couldn't help but notice. So Madam Sprout's like wearing kind of like a green housey outfit. She kind of has like bark colors on. She even has like kind of a sprouty little thing at her neck. Like she kind of looks like she is the herbology professor. Like she she's our planty bitchy or sorry, our planty witchy lady. <laughs> did not mean oops, did not mean bitchy. She's 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 our planty lady. She kind of looks planty. She looks like earthy. And I thought, oh wait, I said, I'm sorry have all the professors kind of been appropriated to their topics a little bit with their costumes. Absolutely. And I don't think I've like ever kind of really connected that until just this moment. I went, Oh wait, I go, she looks earthy. Trelawney later looks kind of spacey. Uh, Bins is legit dead. Talking about history. Um, Snape wants to talk about the dark arts and he's always wearing black. I said, and Gilderoy just fucking loves himself. So he's an opulent, like these beautiful colors. So it just kind of made me go, huh, I guess that is sort of the the theme we're going with. Yes. Like, is that a requirement to teach at Hogwarts? That you have to dress <laughs> like your subject in some way? Dress for the job you want. I dig it. So next we cut to the corridor outside the Great Hall mm-hmm. and nearly headless Nick is gliding toward us. Without his BFF, the Grey Lady, by the way. I don't know if they're fighting, but, like... She's talking to the Bloody Baron again, and he's like, I'm not even going to do this. He's like, I'm not not going to do this. Mm -mm. But, like, they need to make up because this story is actually about them. So, get it together. Um, He greets Persony and Penelope, which I think is the the only time she is seen or referenced in the entire film series. Thank you. And And she doesn't have curly hair. She's kind of wavy hair. It is not wavy. It is straight as shit. Girl. It is straight as shit. Is oh, shit you were really straight. My shit doesn't. My shit isn't straight. I'm gonna punch you in the throat. I'm looking it up now. You have to because it is straight. I remember. I, I wrote. I said. Percy's girlfriend is never mentioned, and she has curly hair, by the way, page 257. I looked up in the book that she has curly, dark hair, and in this book, she or in this movie, she's, like, straight-ass hair. Uh-uh. Okay, well, I can't, like, find a snapshot of that scene, but all the other photos of her, she has straight hair. So, anyway. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. oh, look at that. One time I win a fucking fight. One time I win a fucking fight in this one where I am right. That's it. We're done. This podcast right. is Shut over. Shut the podcast down. I was finally right. Shut it down. That's no, really like, yeah. all we were holding out for yet. <laughs> no, we drift into this next scene and some kid says, it's nearly headless dick. And there's, like, no kid visible. It's just that 80-yard line of a voiceover saying here's deadly just in case you forgot who he was from the last movie don't worry you'll never see him again and then he says percy miss clearwater and i'm like cool that's some clearly not curly hair on her but whatever it's fine wow you have a lot of feelings about hair i'm just like mad about what i do um but i'm just mad about it too because like again we talked about like there are only so many people in this movie that get petrified and we give the other ones like no notice right we don't talk about nearly Headless Nick. We do not talk about <laughs> Miss Clearwater. We do not talk about Justin Finch Fletchley that much, like as much as we should. Uh, we don't talk about Mrs. Norris. Well, I guess we do. Okay, I take that back. We talk about Mrs. Norris. But there's just like other people. Anyway. I'm Where with you. Okay, so we're still in the Great Hall. <laughs> oh, no, we're yes. outside. Oh, now we're, well, we're going into 
Yes. He enters the once again very full for like 280 to 300 <laughs> students Great Hall. Can't get um, into that. I'm sorry, there are way too many fucking kids there. I, I'm still and on your side. I just, we don't know math, so keep, we would We don't know math. Word. I actually almost, I did pause it at one point and tried to count, and I almost like got up with a pencil to count on the screen and be like, I am right, there are too many fucking kids in this, anyway. Um, we see Ron attempting to tape his wand back together, which is just like. <laughs> I'm like, if that's spello tape, that sucks. Right, like that's worse than the scotch tape I have on my desk. Thank you. I was like, if that's enchanted tape, we are fucked. But I do like that Harry just like stone faced, just like you're doomed. <laughs> that's a <laughs> good friend. Yeah, we're done. It's it's a bummer moment for Ron though, because like not only is he afraid to tell his parents because he's already in trouble, but also like he recognizes that they, they can't afford to buy him a new wand. So mm. poor one one. <laughs> he's not Juan Juan until book six. How dare he'll always be Juan Juan to me. You fuck right off. Okay. <laughs> so Colin Creevy briefly assaults Harry and Ron with his camera, just so that we have some little introduction to who the fuck he is. Yeah, all I wrote was fucking Colin. Uh, fucking Colin. That's all I and have. then Dean calls their attention to Ron's incoming owl. Great, uh, great delivery there, Dean. Why do you know what Ron's owl looks like? Well, probably because he's always crashing into shit because nobody oh, ever fair. helps this that's poor fair. old ancient owl not crash into shit. But yeah. Poor Errol crashes into a bowl of chips. R.I.P. I miss potato chips and like that seems like a big waste of them. Um, <laughs> the uh, mandatory Snickers from surrounding students follow and attention is soon drawn to the fact that instead of an ordinary letter, Ron has been sent a howler. Mm. Pause. How badly do you wish this was real? Like, I want to send a screaming letter to someone. Honestly, maybe even just for fun. I don't. I don't even have to be mad. Just that sounds fun. <laughs> um, I said. However, Howler is pretty great, but it was supposed to smoke actually at the corners before he opened it, and then incinerate itself. Instead, this Instead one of just, just opens... tearing itself up. Yeah. Yeah, it shredded itself, which I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, cartoony. Um. I did write, uh, this Ginny line, though, didn't happen in the books. I like it, though, because it is a classic <laughs> mom move to like, change on a dime from yelling at one kid to be like, sweetie, how are you? <laughs> By the way, we're super proud of you. You are that good one. You're the light in my life. I did write Hermione was supposed to have said, I told you so. Which is classic Hermione. I do appreciate that they included the line about um, Arthur facing an inquiry at work mm. um, because, I mean, that is kind of a really big deal. The guy that's in charge of people misusing muggle artifacts has a muggle artifact that his son then used to fly across the country and yeah, potentially great. expose magic. Yeah, like, that's, that's ugly. Um, talking about Hermione... I'm sorry that I have to say this again, but her hair is too pretty. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Where are we going with this? Oh, okay. She got Penelope's wig today, I think. <laughs> I'm telling you, Penelope should have had the curly hair. Yeah, her, they, 
yeah and I, I hate that too just nowadays anyway is that like no young girls have to go through like an ugly phase anymore thanks to contouring and youtube and people telling you like how to wear your hair and fix things about yourself no no, no. i just had to be ugly when i was young but that's fine that's fine for mine still pretty. am ugly so like <laughs> apparently i need to get on youtube never grew out of it yeah, yeah, yeah. never grew up out of it any anyway she's dipping into that sleek easy potion about two years too early but I'm sure I'll bring this up at least another 500 times before we get to the fourth movie. But, I mean, at least I guess it's good for Harry's bank account. So, like, way to support your friends. <laughs> Great. Great. I love Great. that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The Howler shreds itself onto the table and Ron is left looking terrified about what just happened. We love this, like, goofy Three Stooges-esque face that he's making while he's getting yelled at. Like, his eyes are crossed and he's got that <laughs> face. Um <laughs> that it's just it's delightful and like silly and yeah yeah i like the howler you i think they could have leaned into it like actually being flaming a little bit more like you said but that's what i'm saying it's a little bit too cartoony but at the same time i guess they, they didn't really know how to this is pretty early animation too so whatever it is what it is they were still being pretty silly with things here you know yeah. even with how maybe scary the end of the book is with the giant snake it's not we haven't gotten to that heavy point of like book six and seven or just everything is bad <laughs> don't worry we'll get there don't worry don't worry don't we'll worry. get there uh so cut to the dada classroom and enter gilderoy lockhart the goon himself mm -hmm. um such a tool i will never get over the giant portrait of himself painting himself <laughs> <laughs> he's introducing a goddamn <laughs> genius and i fucking love it that like could not have been a better intro i really couldn't yeah it was really yeah. fun it's so stupid and just uh, perfect in that way uh the girls in the class are all swooning really hard and everybody has the same set of gilderoy's books on their desks that's the only note i really have about that i go i'm sorry this collection of his works is absolutely ridiculous like of course they're ornate and they're pretty and they're big and they're thick and they're glossy and all that shit but like at what point did somebody at hogwarts go hey you know what every kid doesn't need to buy every book you've ever fucking written like nobody censored him at all and said hey donate it all did you have that professor in college though that like you took his course and so you had to buy his three books <laughs> fuck you yeah <laughs> and it's like i just fuck off, fuck off. so Lockhart begins the lesson with some foreboding language about the foulest creatures known to wizard kind uh, right. before revealing a large birdcage stuffed with Cornish pixies. And it's cute to see the attitude in the room shift as everybody seems to think that, you know, they're not anything to be afraid of versus the rhetoric that he was spewing moments yeah. before. Uh, I gotta say, they always kind of creeped me out because they remind me of the little minions that Rasputin summons in the animated film of Anastasia. <laughs> and I had written, um, remind me of the gremlins from Gremlins. <laughs> oh my god, yes. So they struck fear in both of us. Okay, yeah, I did not. I, I had nightmares I like about them. that shit when I was a kid. Like, mm -mm. uh uh, I was adequately afraid of them. I did not want him to let them out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give them in the cage, please. Yeah, I, did, I didn't like them from the get either at all. Mm mm. So, um, Lockhart releases the pixies into the classroom, and, of course, mayhem ensues. Mm -hmm. um, Hermione, for some reason, immediately throws all of her books onto the floor. <laughs> I caught that, too. I clocked that. I'm like, well, 
okay. Like, like first... she, she does a full desk sweep, like a couple of people <laughs> that are going to have an office hookup. Like, it's like, it's like, are you like waiting for Lockhart to take you? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it is a very odd, like, I think she was instructed to do so, but like, but she's the only one that kind of has her shit together in this moment. In a, in a few minutes, anyway, she's the only one that like actually has a calm sense about her. So for her to just freak out and go, there are my books. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Hermione I'm already my has, books. <laughs> maybe Hermione already has like some sort of pent up anxiety that she's like, I could finally do it. It's my chance. <laughs> throw these right maybe anyway most of the class makes for the door um but two of the apparently freakishly strong pixies pick up neville by the ears and hang him from the chandelier that was a weird addition and also how do you lift someone by their ears i feel like my ear would just come off magic (laughs) magic yes magic So Lockhart tries and fails to get them under control before retreating to his office and asking the trio to take care of them. I love that moment where the Pixies, like, take his picture off the wall and he's, like, fighting with them for it. This is so stupid. It's just (laughs) utter idiocy, and that's that's fantastic. That is Gilderoy, so it's it's perfect. Um, Luckily, Hermione comes through with a freezing spell to stop the little fuckers midair. And we're left with Neville wondering why he's always the one that's picked on. And honestly, that's twice in the same chunk that he's singled out as, you know, kind of inferior despite being a pureblood. He's he's always, like, painted as the dunce. And I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that he's – I shouldn't say dunce. That's not wrong because they're never, like, implying that he's stupid. Shit just, like, happens to him. He's the pet. It's like you said. It's, it's, it's his bit, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he's – always suffering from some sort of bad luck or misfortune just like Seamus is always blowing shit up and we'll we'll get into that because uh, uh, like what especially when you get kind of to his blow his glow up like we're gonna get to that part oh. of like why we've kept him as a defeated character for so long like we'll we'll get to that but i had a different question about this scene remember when the little gremlin, <laughs> gremlin pixie um rides the skeleton down yes Okay, so they're kind of doing the scene from, um... okay, so to back up, so there's a movie that neither of us have seen because we are so young, just so young and youthful. We're so youthful. <laughs> the movie is Stanley Kubrick's Cold War doc- dark comedy called Dr. Strangelove, where a B-52 pilot, Maj King Kong, he's a straight shooting Texan played by cowboy character actor, his real name in real life is, in the actor name anyway, is Slim Pickens. He goes to the bomb bay to immediately release the stuck bay doors on the Stamish aircraft, and he actually rides a nuclear bomb down in a blaze of glory. It says yee-haw as he's going down riding this bomb. But this little fucking pixie is riding the skeleton down and says yee-haw! And so it's an homage to that moment. That's what they're referring to is this movie. So it's like it's, it's been like kind of referenced in movies in popular culture for a long time. The problem I have in this moment, Corey, that I want to ask you, is it the same skeleton that we see throughout the movies? Yeah. The Defensive Against the Dark Arts classroom has this weird dinosaur skeleton. We talked it's about it in the last... I thought it was a dinosaur. <laughs> Is it really a dragon? It has wings. <laughs> oh my god, it does it? Yeah. Oh shit. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to 
look for this in these movies because I thought for sure in the first movie we talked about that we talked about like Quirrell's like stroking like an iguana and something's making like a raw sound and there's that that skeleton in the background and you said the skeleton shows up like throughout the series so in this movie particularly they fucking ride it and it crashes and crumbles but I think we see it again later it's a dragon <laughs> yeah look it up it's a dragon it has wings oh bullshit I'm still absolutely convinced that that creek that you think is a monster or some kind of creature in that scene in the first movie, I really still think it's the door. I watched that scene again the other day. No! Because it, it, it's going when she opens the door. It's not, so while they're talking, it keeps... It no! It's a thing in the classroom making the noise that he resumes. I think it's the iguana. <laughs> the iguana. Fine, I will rewatch Look, it. Agree to disagree. I'm not gonna no, tell no, you no, to no. rewatch it if you want no, it to no. be the iguana. Then it's the iguana, but like it's. The no. <laughs> <laughs> fine, whatever. Fine, 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 fine. But anyway, so this is the same skeleton from the first movie that he rides down and it does crush into pieces. Yes. I mean, it appears to be the same one. I think the idea is that yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. Fuck the scene. It's great. It's a great scene because we do see what a coward fucking Gilderoy is and <laughs> poor Hermione. She's like, oh my god, I am 12. I really have to do this shit? Jesus Christ, I'm obelous. <laughs> I just love that she still defends him in the books as a brilliant teacher. Well, oh, honey. sometimes we have school crushes that we just never get over even if they're a dumb dumb. Speaking of middle school crutches, no. crutches? Anyway, Maybe a crutch. That works. So, one more cutaway in this chunk leads us to Oliver. Swoon, Mr. Biggerstaff. And oh, I wrote Harry, a, okay, our boyfriend is cute. <laughs> our boyfriend is cute. Yeah. Um, he and Harry are leading the Gryffindor Quidditch team through the corridor uh, to the courtyard with their brooms. Um, Oliver says something about their training. I'm not sure what, but I heard harder and longer, so I'm on board. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you. Before they notice the Slytherin Quidditch team, uh, clearly with the same idea that they're going to practice, uh, yep. Wood stops them and explains that he booked the pitch for Gryffindor today. Right. But Flint explains that Snape overrode the schedule to allow Slytherin time to train their new seeker. Um, Ron and Hermione are just conveniently in the courtyard studying, it seems likely, mm -hmm. uh, and come over to see what's up. And it is revealed that not only is Malfoy the new seeker, but good old Lucius came through with brand new Nimbus 2001s for the whole goddamn team. I did kind of like these, though. Like, I like the little foot holders on them. They're kind of sleek looking. I'm not going to be... black? Like, is that a custom job? Is that a custom paint job? It had to have been, because I thought that, too. I was like, do we see that? And so we're going to double check that and double back in the Quidditch scene in the fourth yes, movie. Because I don't think that they are. I don't think even a professional team has, like, painted brooms. So this is pretty damn sleek, dude. Yeah, it felt a little cartoony. Yeah. I don't know. Did you experience this kind of thing in high school? I didn't necessarily see it when I was in school, but I definitely saw it in other schools that I worked at after I graduated when I was in college and whatnot, where, I don't know, a freshman or sophomore girl would get the lead in a play, and then all of a sudden there was a very significant donation by that family. Oh, to the arts program and it was like oh how convenient i, I don't know um by the way somebody that i worked with doing that is maybe listening to this 
you know who you are. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about a different place. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, not personal. We talk about general experiences. Maybe. <laughs> huh. No, um, no, I worked in, I uh, grew up in a school way too small for any real donations to anything. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was the case for mine too. Like, there were no tryouts for sports. Like, if you wanted to be on the team, you just right. signed up and you were on the team because we had the same thing. Literally, yeah. everybody they could get. Yeah, we're too small. Please join. Yeah. But uh, can we talk uh, about Hermione... the the group? Sorry, in this? go ahead. There's there's a problem that I had that I've never had before with this scene, which is when they're they're talking to this group of kids. So the two groups are facing each other: Gryffindor and Slytherin. I said, I'm sorry. There's a Slytherin redhead kid in here who is 27. <laughs> i've never noticed this in my life but if you look at this scene so if you are watching this with us great if you have watched this movie in the past and you want to go back and look for details great if not if you don't want to do the work guess what my crazy ass is going to put it up on instagram for you on a little screenshot but there is a kid in this little group of kids so there's a kid with the shitty fucking teeth that's like the captain who's talking that i fucking just want to punch his crooked teeth out but then in the background there is a redhead kid who's like kind of short and stocky that I'm not kidding you. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Who who let somebody's father on set? <laughs> like, <laughs> that is like that is a no. <laughs> hey, I live for it. It gives me hope. Maybe there's still hope for me. <laughs> that at 39, you're being cast as somebody's. Oh, here's a high school girl. <laughs> I've still got time. Hey, Save the Bell did it. So one of great. my very favorite. Broadway performers was 38 when he was playing an 18 year old. So I, See? I'm convinced I still have time. So Hermione pipes up with a snippy retort about Malfoy buying his way onto the team, and Malfoy responds with a very bad word. <laughs> oh no! And, oh no! Ron jumps to her defense and cries, "Eat slugs!" <gasps> Listen, Ron, didn't we learn already that spells in English don't do shit? <laughs> And they don't know, um, what's it called? They don't know inaudible, what's it called? Or silent spells? Nonverbal. Nonverbal, yes. So they haven't learned nonverbal spells yet at this point. So for him to say, like, eat slugs, like, like he knows the spell doesn't make any sense. Not at this stage. That and I don't think that he actually says eat slugs in the book, does he? He might. He might. I'm retracting that, like, immediately. I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> I'll look um, into it, maybe. His wand backfires, throwing him across the courtyard. Yeah. Um, as he sits up, he looks like he's about to vom.com, but instead outslides a big old slimy slug, which is fully gross. And I kind of feel bad for Rupert having to film this scene. I don't because I did look this up like a way long time ago or something just came across my feed a long time ago. They were um, flavored. Oh, I love that for him. He got like a flavor to spit out or something like that. I think they flavored like the, the saliva or something. And I think they... CGI the slugs or something. Right. They had him spit out something, but they, they said, he said it was like actually flavors. It was like strawberry and whatever to spit out. So it wasn't pleasant. Yeah. So he's okay. Well, anyway, Harry and Hermione get him up and drag him away while the Slytherins look on in disgust and glee. Yeah. And that's where we're going to wrap it up this week. So much happened in this chunk. Oh my like, God. So I feel like we've much. been talking for hours. <laughs> I'll cut it down so it makes sense. We're not just randomly screaming at each other. Um, the only thing I liked about the scene, I said, uh, Ron, how pale he gets. Yes. They did almost a great, blue. 
Yes. And like his poor little lips look like when you're really sick and you're really vomiting and like you haven't had enough water. <laughs> like instantly. He's very sick looking, which I loved. Um I also wrote, did they purposely give this captain shitty teeth or was that just a <laughs> coincidence? Yeah, it's a big, like broody, <sighs> scary <sighs> I had teeth issues. kind of thing. He knew that. The one little note I had from this, which is like real petty too, and like something that might maybe it'll come up someday I don't, I don't really know um I, I don't think i ever thought about it i said i kind of would have liked some more team development for the quitch quitch team like we don't ever see it mm. we don't see you a lot of quidditch at all really it's kind of a fun um harry has so much going on in these years at hogwarts and stuff it's kind of fun when he gets to get with his team the team is the same dynamic all the time which is like uh fred and george are the jokesters and angelina and katie are like kind of the balancing part of that and you know like they have those practices where <laughs> well we know that um <laughs> you know what i'm saying like there's like this kind of teen dynamic there is it this year or no it's next year where oliver's kind of like losing his shit and he's like this is my last year to fucking win it and they like reassure him like we're gonna work really hard it's gonna be okay oliver it's gonna be our best season yet like they're like a kind of fun team dynamic that we don't actually get in the movies at all in yeah, fact they, they kind of completely cut out quidditch <laughs> yeah well in fact this team too i'm looking at these two girls i'm like who the fuck are you <laughs> you are not you are not angelina yeah. okay, the author she who shall not be named mm -hmm. um is on record several times saying that she hated writing the Quidditch scenes. Um, so it actually doesn't surprise me that they were kind of super slimmed down for the movies. And right. you know, obviously the amount of CGI that's necessary is wildly expensive. And since it's not really a central plot point, it's kind of a meh thing, which I love, but you know, isn't really necessary to follow along. I guess I'm not all that surprised that they were cut. No, me either. Like, Peeves was cut and shit. Like, extraneous shit was cut. But also, like, I don't know. Kind of fun as a good team, like, take care of each other. It would have been kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, but... definitely. Had to yeah. have that friendship outside of the trio. Yes. So Harry has other friends. Jason. Okay. What you got for uh, likes and dislikes, my friend? What uh, What are you going to immobilize? He's in midair. <laughs> what am I going to hold on to? Okay. What I'm going to immobilis and keep was our yes. um, glimpse into the greenhouses. I love <laughs> that. I approve of that. My immobilis was the howler. I liked it. Well done. Appropriately comedic. Mm -hmm. Like silly and thrown away. Not really necessary, but added to uh, liven things up a little bit. Okay. Uh, what about uh, what are you going to burp up? <laughs> what do I want to vomit out? Yeah, burp up, vomit out, slug. I'm with you going back to, and like it's really petty, like we've talked about, we don't need everything ever, and maybe we're really wrong, maybe this is going to be a deleted scene that we'll find out, you know, several episodes from now, but I really feel like we could have taken out Neville fainting for a dumb reason in the greenhouse and introduced Justin Finch Fetchley. Fletchley, whatever his name was, we could have introduced that really quick intro of, oh yeah, my, uh, I'm a half muggle 
I was going to be down for Eaton or something. I think that was a conversation like he was going to yep. be down for another school. And that's how we know that he was a muggle born. And that's why Harry looks suspect later. Like that one real quick <clears throat> movie one insert where we could have just <laughs> lined that up and had that ready for like when later if he like has some impact on the story of like he gets petrified and that's why Harry is suspected. Right. That's actually that's mine too. And God usually I would choose a different one, but it's I I think that we, we both feel strongly enough that this can be the first time that we have the same one. That's fine. That could have been a real quick like kind of insert of like, yo, this is why this is it just when they take shit like that, that's actually important to the story. Like we've talked about like peeves is not gonna be a thing in the story, that's fine. We kind of understand that. But when it's essential to the plot and moving things along, what when it actually supports the plot and like what frustrates me is that we always talk about like trying to be understanding and saying okay we get they can't include every little detail okay but then don't add shit that doesn't need to be there (laughs) that serves no purpose correct yep like truthfully we could have gotten away without the howler i just said that i liked it and i want to keep it but like (laughs) was that really necessary yeah did that support the plot in any way no it absolutely doesn't did Neville getting carried and lifted onto shit and crying? Why is it me? Like, why we waste that 45 seconds? Yeah, Tell like, me. why are why are we spending so much time reinforcing the idea that Neville sucks at everything? Like, mm-hmm. maybe it's because I'm Neville. I don't know. I'm waiting for my <laughs> Please glow stop. up. Like Please stop Matthew, it. Oh, God. His name had. We're all waiting for it. Okay, let's just admit that we are. We are. We are. And we're beautiful at the moment. But anyway, yeah, a lot of shit happened in this chunk. I, I do yeah. not remember what happens in the next chunk, which is what's fun about this. Is like we go through, <laughs> we decided this time, this season, we're going to go through and like actually separate separate the episodes out into chunks so we know what's like, we know where to stop and start each time. We're not just guessing. Like we have it all set out. And yet I still forget what's coming next every single yeah. fucking week. So that's kind of fun. I only look at it for the times because I like a little bit want to be surprised. I'm obviously not really being surprised because I've seen these movies a hundred times thank you but i also don't want to think about what's coming next like my brain kind of hurts there was a lot to process in this <laughs> section there was a lot to process in this section alone yeah especially like kenneth branagh i'm gonna have feelings about him throughout this movie and at some point i'm gonna go on a rant about how i feel about him personally but th- today is not that day so oh, okay. okay yeah anyway for now come and join us next week please we're gonna do another chunk you're gonna watch it with us or not watch it with us we'll break it down for you don't worry about it and uh you will find us on all your platforms where you get podcasts and then uh, in the meantime you can follow us at what's the thing called again hp movie minutes that's the one (laughs) on instagram uh tiktok same thing uh hp movie minutes we will have things there little video clips for you we have all our uh pictures and screenshots of things we talk about in the episodes on the instagram uh we're, we're around find us yeah absolutely wherever you get your podcast make sure you give us a cute little rating Mm. obviously five stars because you love us (laughs) leave a little review it really does help us out Mm -hmm. um and yeah we will see you next week we will see you next week i will see you next week i'll see you next week (laughs) bye my dear love you Bye. bye Thank
first one, you'd see that there's a part where there's an archway where it lights up after they solve a riddle. I know. It... I have seen that much of it. I've seen bits of all of them. I have not seen all of any of them. Getting listen, back in. <laughs> listen, when we finish all of the Harry Potter movies and all of the Fantastic Seven years films, from now. Yeah. maybe this podcast will become a Lord of the Rings film, <laughs> film podcast. It'll just be you every week going, God damn it. So in this scene, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh, God. Oh, that would minutes. be kind of fun, though, like watching with somebody who loves the movies to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> You're going, Jesus. So in these 10 minutes, oh, God, they are still walking and i'm like okay but here's what you gotta know about them walking right now <laughs> in this scene in particular in the back you know what i mean now <laughs> that's exactly what would yeah that's exactly what that podcast would be do not uh let's not knock that as an idea